Hello and welcome to the Hybrid Podcast. We have a very special episode for you today with Bernie Gom, also known as the Burnrod, who's going to be talking to us about his journey to become a professional MMA fighter, uh, plus some other excellent little insights from Bernie, which hopefully you'll enjoy. Uh, and he also talks to us about the running challenge that he's currently doing. Um, so if you're based in Bristol, he would absolutely love uh, anyone to help join in with the, the runs that he's doing uh, over the next two weeks. Uh, and if you would like to donate, then we'll put a link for that in the show notes as well. The only other announcement that we have is that Legacy is launching this week. Um, for any of you that haven't seen, Legacy is the new way that we're delivering our online coaching program. Uh, and we're really, really excited about that. So that's going to be going live and you're going to be able to sign up until the 5th of Jan because the program's going to start on the 6th of Jan. Um, so if you're interested in that, make sure you don't miss out. But for now, enjoy the episode. Hello <laughs> and welcome to the Hybrid Podcast. Today we are joined by the Burnrod. Welcome to the Burnrod. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're very excited. Today's episode has no topic and no particular take-homes that we know of as of yet, uh, So, but they, they might do. Bernie's got a really nice smile on his face, a bit creepy. It's an excited smile. Yeah. So you might never, ever get to hear this episode, because usually when Bernie's excited, something bad is going to happen. That's not quite true, but... Not every time. Often. Not always. Um, so, first up, your fact of the day. My fact of the day, actually, is a very good one, David. Excellent. I can't and wait one, to hear this. One that many probably already know, but don't often think about Ooh. around this time of the year, as it's uh, the festive season. Yeah. Um, alcohol is actually a drug. Gosh, it's not. <laughs> it's a drug. A drug? Yes. Goodness gracious. How do you define a drug? Uh, alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> Heroin. Heroin. They're in the same boat. Are you, um, when does your year of abstinence come I actually come think up? it's on the 27th of December. Oh, so you've got Possibly the 28th. But I think as of the 14th, I'm going to call it a year. Yeah. I mean, that's not the definition of a year. But yeah, it is yeah, in you, you my world. Just decide it's a year, I but. can actually do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> normally, the way things go is how I do them is my way, <laughs> which normally makes it the law. So a year so, yeah, from now on is 340 days. <laughs> yeah. Yes, if that's the math. <laughs> not quite, I'll just make okay. that. Probably 350. Again. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the only issue with that is that at the moment you're doing an advent run. So just as things start to spice up and you're going to be running more than a half marathon every day, yes. you're also going to include alcohol into your recovery <laughs> regime. And maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, I need some sort of fuel. Yeah, alcohol yeah. does have calories. It is yeah. a drug. It's preferentially used as a fuel source, even yeah. before carbs and ketones. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. And um, it's also got great anaesthetic properties. It does. <laughs> so if you see a drunk man running around Bristol for the rest of December, it'll be burning. Yeah, there you go. Trust this old St. Nick. <laughs> Are you going to do any of the match dressed up? Um, or drunk? Uh, well, I did say if we managed to raise more than two grand in 24 days, I'd do the last day in my pants. <laughs> I don't know if I'll do it. <laughs> I'll try. If I can wear gloves and woolly socks, I might be all right. Are you? you can wear what about shoes? And a balaclava. Gloves, woolly socks, and a balaclava, and, and shoes. shoes. And shoes, and shoes. We'll make all those concessions, but you can't wear the pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can wear a special woolly warmer. Yeah. You can wear a glove. <laughs> your, a festive willy warmer. I wouldn't balls. want to intimidate everyone as I run past. <laughs> you you might take confused, every, everyone else will be drunk, That's true. Everyone else will be drunk. <laughs> they look quite uh, normal. Yeah. Yeah, taking people out with my tally whacker. <laughs> no, I won't be. Have I won't you tried be. that one in, um, in the ring yet? 
Or just getting my willy out, just, just <laughs> yeah, hitting like them with it. With your dick. <laughs> I actually think that might be an illegal move. <laughs> like tickling, like the tickle attack. You know, let's tickle them. And pinching. <laughs> I think you can tickle as long as the referee doesn't see. <laughs> you can hit them with your dick as long as the referee yeah. doesn't see yeah. as well, surely. <laughs> but you get like warrior willy when you fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a bit I like, to hate, like warrior willy yeah. <laughs> yeah i call it warrior willy yeah it's nice it sounds cooler than it's less um, offensive than rugby dick yeah. <laughs> or fight cock <laughs> <laughs> performance penis that's a much yeah, better that's one it. Right, that's what i'm and calling then it. we can oh, use yeah. that one across the board yeah it also sounds like it might be a positive thing yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> performance penis um Right then, so we've right. touched on lots of things. All we need to do now is talk about poo <laughs> and sex, and then we're ready. We talked about sex quite a lot last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's let's go back to your roots. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sure. Your training history. My training history. Where did it start? Ah. Uh, hmm. <clears throat> I was actually, I did play rugby at school. I was in the B team. Um, I bet you were one of those people who had like, every time you tackled, (laughs) every time you got tackled, like an elbow would end up in your, like a knee or something like that. No, I I wasn't a very good tackler actually. I mean, I mean, like to to tackle you would be really painful. I was actually quite good at handoffs. Were you? Yeah. You can't do them with your fist. <laughs> no, no, I was always quite good at a handoff, but in general, I was not very good at rugby, to be honest. I'm not a naturally very big person. And then as soon as you got to like that special age where everyone started getting pubes and stuff. They were, special age. Yeah, you know that special age? And there's always someone that it happens to when they're like 14. Who's that Tom, I reckon. Tom, how old were you when you got pubes? Uh, 12. Know. 12 or 13, yeah. probably. I was a bit older. I was a bit later, yeah. Yeah, I was a bit of a late bloomer. <laughs> still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my voice to drop as well. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah. And then I did I did Kung Fu for a while, which when I was about, I think that was like 14, and that was like the catalyst for the martial arts. Although I've always had um, like a bit of a, I've always been swayed towards the sort of more violent side of sports, I suppose you might want to put it that way. Uh, But I didn't really start practicing it until I was around 14. And that started with Kung Fu, which then moved into like boxing, Thai boxing, and then later MMA. Um, Yeah. And then I also wanted to be a bodybuilder. At the same time? Yeah. I was obsessed obsessed with Jay Cutler. (laughs) Right. <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed with Jake. I think I sort of was more confused whether I wanted to be like him or whether I fancied him. Yeah. Where was I find an answer? I was still question. thinking about it. <laughs> see a wistful look yeah. in your eye. I always find when you do any of these like, sort of, to be fair, it's in my second podcast, but you sort of bridge, bring up these memories that you completely that lie dormant. <laughs> <laughs> they lie dormant like until someone had a crush on Jay Cutler. Yeah, Jay Cutler and Arnold, man. <laughs> when was that? Well, I was about 14. I bought a bench press. Do you know what it was as well? I had like little man boobs when I was about 12 to 13. I had these like excess breast tissue on the like, well, on my breasts. And um, I went to the doctors about it and they said, well, you can do one of two things. You can either get it cut out. Or you can just try and build the muscle underneath it and lose a bit of weight and it will sort of like shape out. I it, yeah. yeah, so I was like, well, I'll just give that a go. So we went to um, went to Argos and bought a York bench press. Nice. And just did bench press every single night <laughs> for like the next two years. That's I'd... probably what gave me shoulder issues, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no back exercises whatsoever. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't really understand training back then. Um, is this why your nipples are still quite big? Uh, yeah. Uh, I've got a large. This answers so many questions. I've got rather large areola. (laughs) I'm quite proud of that fact. That was an excellent fact of the day, mate. Mm. Yeah, I have a large areola. That's a better fact of the day. (laughs) Um, So when did 
What was the first sport that you like competed in? Then with them. Um, um, all the different martial arts. It was Muay Thai. I went straight in at the deep end and did like a full, um, what's called A class rules Muay Thai fight in Thailand against a Thai guy. That sounds fun. Um, it was <laughs> the most horrific, horrendous experience of my life. <laughs> the crowd were right in your corner. No, apparently I only had one person, because in Thailand um, the fights are quite heavily betted on. It's part of like, especially like the sport culture. There's like one end of the stadium is for just like spectators and the other end is for just the gamblers. I don't really know how it works, but they just sort of like, I have no idea how it works, but they just gamble somehow in like these massive like thousand people crowds and uh one person bet for me i think the odds changed per round as well yeah, yeah. and after the first round i think only one person kept their bet on me and he uh well he won because i won Did yeah. You? yeah i won their third round knockout with a elbow Ooh. after being battered for three rounds <laughs> <laughs> you, like, was it weight match yeah so in thailand it's again a little bit different they can sort of like they'll give up a bit of weight if for skill, yeah. So I was a bit heavier, whereas the, my opponent was more skilled. Um, but yeah, I managed to beat him in the third with a oh, vicious elbow. Excellent. And that was your first fight, was it? First ever fight, and that actually put me off for a long time because I was wasn't really prepared for how painful and hard Getting it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just how. Like, and to be honest, I didn't, again, it was one of those things where I didn't really understand training. And I thought like you were cool to just like get pissed every night and like train a bit in the day and then fight. Yeah. It turns out that makes things very hard. <laughs> <laughs> not the yeah. optimal way to train, for sure. <laughs> yeah, alcohol is fuel. Um, so at any point up to that, had you sort of done much training yeah, so specifically I'd... to complement fighting? No. No, and it was a long time. Just the bench press. <laughs> yeah, just the just the copious amounts of bench press and push ups. Um, no, no training, just fighting, and like bodybuilder splits, <laughs> biceps in the morning, bit chest bench in the yeah. bench press in the evening, <laughs> and some crunches. <laughs> Solid little training yeah. program. Yeah, it was very yeah. You considered selling that on Instagram? Well, I was thinking of contacting uh, Flex magazine <laughs> and seeing if they were, it'd be interested in seeing my training programs <laughs> and my splits, my tempo training. Um, but yeah, I'm yet to do that. So. so when did you start going a little bit, sort of like getting more interested in the actual training? Um, probably about six years ago. I reckon when I first, when I started personal, no, oh, well, yeah, um, when I went on my little trip away, travelling. holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I went on holiday, went on holiday for three years and I learned quite a bit about fitness and nutrition <laughs> and how it might compliment you if you're doing competitive sport. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then, so about six years ago. Fair, it does... It just sounds like you went to uni to do exercise. I did. We <laughs> call it the University of Life. It's always a subject people are very interested in. Um, yeah. So that's where you qualified. Uh, that is not quite. I got like I actually did my British weightlifters baller. What does that stand for baller? Do you know that? W British weightlifting. Yeah, I did that. Did you? Yeah, so I got, I think, a level one or a level two in that. Is that why you're always doing Olympic weightlifting? So that's why I'm really good at snatch snatches and the uh, hang thruster squat press. <laughs> They're good ones, yeah. They make you very strong and explosive, actually. Yeah. Uh, loads of bulk. God, loads of bulk. God. I get very bulked when I do those ones. Very shredded and lean. Um... <laughs> what, did I, what did I do? Yeah, I did that. Um, I did got my level two, whatever that one is. <laughs> I don't know. It was so long ago. Fitness instructor. Fitness instructor, I think. And then I redid that. And then obviously did the level three, but it's like there's no pretending it's like all a lot of bullshit, really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, terrible for the most part. Yeah. Terrible pieces of paper. <laughs> and then. 
I actually, to be fair, actually really started learning about personal training when I was working at <coughs> somewhere else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a different gym, shall we say, of yellow and black branding. And um, yeah, and then from there, sort of built my knowledge, which is still limited, to be fair. I'm still learning on uh, personal training and sports performance and all that sort of stuff. Um, so did you actually, have you, did you have any fights in between the Thai fight? Yeah, so I did. I did a K1 fight, which is like Thai boxing without the clinch, if you know what that means. So like in Thai boxing is like a kick, full, full contact kick Thai boxing. You're allowed to knee and elbow your opponent to the body and the face as well as um, what's called a clinch it's like a standing wrestle where you sort of grapple with each other with your gloves on but standing um, and you're allowed to like throw and score points by, with knee strikes um, and the, but K1 uh, is all the same rules but no elbows and you're only allowed to clinch for one strike and then you have to let go of your opponent so I did that as well um, and then I did some jiu-jitsu, a couple of jiu-jitsu competitions, which is just a ground martial art, uh, submission fighting. And then from there's when I moved on to amateur and then professional MMA. So how many MMA fights have you had now? So I just had my fifth professional fight and I had one amateur fight previous to that. Yeah. And that's all been within like the three years? I think three years since I started. Yeah. I think it's about three years. It was like just after I moved up to Bristol, with your first. Yeah, I think. First amateur. Yeah, I think it was three yeah. years, maybe like three and a half years. So six fights in three years. How has your training sort of progressed over the time that you've been doing MMA? Uh, in what sense? As in, what what's it looked like when you started, and how like how have you adapted? Yeah, it? Yeah, so I think biggest sort of adaptation would be the sort of diet because obviously in professional or and amateur but amateur is not so important but in professional MMA you have it's weight specific so you have to be a certain weight to compete and I uh, compete at 70 kilograms but walk around naturally at about 77 kilograms um, so to be able to train properly and work and do it like everyday things um, as well as get down to that weight you've got to be quite specific with how you eat and how you program your nutrition specific to you to your weight class? How did um, how did you used to go about doing that? Oh man! Well, to be fair, I for my first fight, two my first two fights, I actually just fought at my natural weight because I didn't really want to bother with weight cutting. weight cutting, so I just ate what I consider a generally healthy diet, um, just to perform well. Um, keeping the calories high and stuff for energy levels, not having to worry too much about whether I've got a bit of excess body fat. Sort of like the training sort of cancels that out and you stay in relatively good shape anyway, as long as you're smart yeah, and you don't indulge too much in... Croissants. Croissants. <laughs> well, one croissant a day is, is going to kill you. <laughs> um, and one, yeah, no. And then... So then when it started getting a bit more seriously and I had to get my weight down, that's when I um, I wasn't about to do like the whole guessing game, which I think a lot of fighters do. And so like a little bit old school, I contacted Mr. Alejandro from Hybrid and he helped me sort of like plan my diets out and how to figure out your optimum sort of calorie intake yeah. and macro splits and all that sort of stuff. Which actually really, really, really helps. So if anyone is ever... that just after you um, had decided you were going to try keto and did it for about a day? Yeah, I didn't really understand what that was. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I understood and then it, veganism lasted about two hours, didn't oh, it? Oh fucking hell, veganism! <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> um, no, it's good to. I think it's good to. Well, I think first of all, you need to have a proper understanding of what those things are before you can even try and implement them. Yeah. Um, and then I think it, being in the fitness industry and obviously having to know a bit about nutrition in terms of like sports performance and general health 
I think it's good to experiment with diets just to see how it makes you feel. Yeah. Not necessarily whether it's good for you in your in your sport or or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, those things aren't really for me. Yeah, it's quite Cur- currently. Maybe I might change my tone one day, but yeah, it's quite it's quite a hard one because obviously you have like the what is it twelve? Do you do twelve week fight camp or eight yeah? Weeks? So it started. Yeah, I do about an eight week fight camp, but I prepare from twelve weeks out. Yeah, but the only thing that changes in in the first few weeks is like the training intensity. Yeah, um, the diet doesn't. I don't really even start to track or adjust my diet until six weeks out because yeah. that's what I find that's all it takes for me to get to the weight I need to quite comfortably yeah so you don't leave yourself a huge cap no no, no 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 I'm not really I mean I'm quite new to the sport anyway but I don't I'm not a big believer in massive weight cuts and it's just like I just don't really I'd rather fight a bigger guy than mm. have to fight weight guys. It's like, at the end of the day, your weight and your strength isn't you know, isn't like relative to your skill, and I think skill is probably one of the biggest parts in in the sport anyway. So, yeah, yeah especially when you consider like how dehydrated you might be and how much that would then affect. Yeah, things, and like, like yeah, and it does like I don't know if you've ever done any weight cutting or like experience. It is, it's one of those things. It's quite worth trying. Not necessarily to go and compete, but just to see what it feels like. So, like, what you picked up on, like, the whole keto thing, like, <clears throat> I go really high carb leading up to a fight. And then uh, about a week out, um, go very low carb. Um, I think probably there's probably not enough, enough like, days that I go low carb for it to become keto. Yeah. Like, actually become ketogenic or whatever. But you, you go on, like, a keto-based diet yeah. in a sense and you just feel weird good weird <laughs> carbs is a hundred so much better than mm, carbs are great carbs are so good compared to or like I said it like that weird feeling might just be because you're like you're in the start of what would become like a ketogenic state yeah. And then, then maybe that, that feeling might level out and you might start to feel a bit better after. I've never gone that far into it where I'd even know. But, um, I suppose it's, it's also quite difficult to tell because if you're always doing it a week out from a fight, yeah. that might be also like partly the onset of anxiety and stuff. Like, yeah, like, def- there's definitely a massive... Well, no, I don't... I think anxiety and nerves are really only coming to play the night before, to be honest. And I put that down to... Um, because my what I eat is so and the amounts I eat are so specific from like the Sunday before a fight that I'm concentrating so much on prepping my food and what times I've got to eat it and how and when and that sort of thing that I find that that mindset stops the anxiety because you're not thinking about the fight. Then as soon as you've done the weigh-ins. And all of a sudden, I've had this conversation with Ali, and then I say all of a sudden, you're allowed to go back to sort of eating what you want or eating how you're comfortable. That's yeah. when the anxiety comes back in. Because you, yeah. That's quite interesting. It's like you almost take like take your mind off it completely. Yeah. But you're so regimented yeah. and hundred percent. And then assume. and then before that, you're so like you're so in the training. Yeah. That you there's no anxiety because you're like you feel like a machine sort of thing. And it's that like they, that just that day before where you start thinking, ah, crap, what, like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this sort of thing? Yeah. And then it all becomes clear when you just start fighting and you love it. <laughs> is it? Um, do you just love fighting, or do you actually love? Is it like the competition? It's everything. It it's the lifestyle. I love the sport, so like I'm a big fan of the sport. Um, so when you're a big fan of something, I think being involved in it makes it more. Like makes it fun, but like again, like it's like the lifestyle or the fact that I work in an MMA gym or a gym where, like you know, that teaches MMA it. and it's a big part of it for me. So, um, and then yeah, I, I think I, so it's like the the diet and the weight cut bit is never fun. Mm-hmm. Getting into like so like every time you've got a fight coming up, you know you're about to get into the best shape of your life. That's always quite fun because you feel good, you look good. You know what I mean? You just, like catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror like a week out from the fight and you think, oh, fucking hell. 
Then the actual like weigh-ins and the the fight day up until you fight is just shit because it's just long. All you're doing is thinking about the competition. But then when you start fighting again, it's fun and obviously winning is like the best feeling ever. Um, losing is not so good, but you know, still even with a loss, you've still like you've still gone and competed and tried. And I suppose I've not lost in a in a way yet that has left me feeling sort of like, like this beaten. this yeah, yeah beaten or dissatisfied um what's your record you, you just four and one fight, yeah, yeah so it's the last fight that i lost on a decision so I mean, it might be different like touch would i never get knocked out but if i was ever to get knocked out not likely um <laughs> <laughs> then i think the feeling would be pretty different yeah all that hard work and then just to get shut out would be pretty pretty shit but which um, which one of your fights has been your favourite? Probably my last fight. Yeah. So my loss is probably my last my last fight. Is that your only fight that's gone past the first round? My only fight that's gone past the first round, yeah. So all my wins have been first round stoppages other than that fight. So I'd say, yeah, that was... I've always wanted to just stand like in a weird, sicko way. Just stand and just like fight it out with someone and see who yeah. comes off better. Um, hats off to my opponent he did that time but um, there's something quite satisfying about just standing there and yeah just trading and just going at it with someone Um, it's definitely like the most entertaining fight to watch oh yeah I think well the the head kick the head kick KO was pretty I mean that was the best feeling that was the worst value for money for me yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was the best feeling in a fight Um, especially because that one was like um Again, it was a late pull-out. Um, <laughs> That's what you did, so, wasn't it? Yeah. I've been there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> a late so I... Oh, yeah. What's my wife? I might have a guess. Hey, <laughs> um, I got to the venue and they were like, oh, yeah, your opponent's... Uh, he's, he, he's pulled out, unfortunately. But we have got this other guy. So, oh, right. He is 10 kilograms heavier than you. Um, I was like, oh, okay, great. And uh, we don't really know anything about him. So, oh, oh, he's done a fair few bit of boxing. So I've Googled him, obviously Facebooked him. I get a picture of him with about 15 different belts from different organisations. <laughs> but oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> everyone's there to come to see me for my second fight. So I had a lot of people there. I think I had about, sold about 50 tickets. They're like, do you want to fight? I'm like, well, yeah. But, well, yeah, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just, I guess, hope for the best. Um, But it turned out pretty good anyway. I I came out and kicked him straight in his face. (laughs) (laughs) Knocked him out. Uh, So that was the best feeling because I went into that one like... Really nervous. Nervous, unknown unknown territory, haven't got a clue who you're fighting. All you know is heavier than you. Um, Came out and I saw you a southpaw, which can like throw you a little bit or can throw like... Well, for me, it was actually my advantage, but, um, so yeah, I rode that, like that wave of that win. I rode that one for a long time and it's like the fantasy win as well for me. Head kick is <laughs> not much better than winning a fight like that. No. no. You're following fight after that. How many times did you try and head kick him? Oh man. <laughs> was that one the third fight? I tried like three head kicks. Yeah, I was gonna say it was at least three or four. Yeah, and then he was mocking me as well, the little fucker. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, because he knew I as well. I had to just choke him instead. Is he the one where you um went yeah, yeah. your celebration victory? Where you scalped No, that was the fourth one. And he yeah. thought you were fist bumping. Yeah. That was oh, savage. That was more savage than the win, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, he was a good opponent, to be fair. Um, yeah, and that's my MMA history. And I think my next fight will probably be in March. Still on Raged? Uh, yeah, I imagine that'll be on Raged. Unless um, anything else comes up. Or, but I imagine that'll be on Raged. What do you think will be next after that? Hard to say, to be honest. At, like The age I'm at now is like make or break, isn't it? Although I was saying that I'm pretty injury-free and I've got like yeah, I've got no reason to not compete 
Um, do a Paul Reed and comp- fight for the yeah, next 17 years. Yeah, <laughs> well, to be fair, Paul started, I think Paul had his professional fight when he was 34. Did he? Really? Yeah, so when you put that in perspective, to me, it was, well, I'll be 33 next year. I can keep going, really. But it's, I don't know, it's like it's a lot. It is hard. And with family and stuff. I'll just keep going until I... I and I've always said I'll just keep going until I, I really can't anymore. But I think like it would be nice to get on like a bigger show and try and get some sort of recognition and then maybe be able to cut back on the day-to-day job and try and make some money from the actual sport itself. Um, so that's the next step. How do you? How does your training differ from like your fight camp to outside of fight camp? Um... I, to be fair, I always train. I think I'll spar less out of fight camp. So like the part where you actual practice fighting by punching punching each other and kicking each other and whatever. I'll do that a lot less out of fight camp. Um, just again, because just to try and avoid like rep- repetitive brain injury, basically. Um, but, I'll, so, but I'll train like different aspects of the combat sport. I try and stay fit, so I try to like do other like little hobby, like fitness type hobby bits, climbing. Now apparently running. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the intensity just drops. Yeah, basically, I still train five days a week. Uh, go to classes and do my own bits and bobs. Do a bit of strength work. Um, but just the intensity drops off. And then when you go back to fight camp, you start maybe adding sessions in and then the intensity intensity just grows. Start doing more sort of like VO2 max stuff and sprints, air bike, stuff everything, everything, (laughs) stuff everybody hates, stuff that's important really for MMA. Do you you find you have to have like quite a set goal to train hard? Yeah. So I think that's one thing that's changed since competing is now unless, <clears throat> well, I just like, I sort of feel like why train hard out of competition? When I say train hard, like training like twice a day, five days a week, um, I just sort of cut that in half and I just train five days a week rather than 10, yeah. 10 times a week. Um, for example... Which is probably still way more than your average. Dude, yeah, yeah. In the, um, yeah. I don't so. think you're the average. <laughs> no. <laughs> so no. before before you started competing in MA, was your you were just training because it like yeah. So to be yeah. So before I had like yeah. To be fair, I trained like really hard before MMA. So I probably trained harder consistently before MMA without having a goal there as such. And that's when I was like really into calisthenics. Um, I get like a little bit obsessed with such things, <laughs> you know, like quite quickly. So like if I start to enjoy something a little bit, then I'm all out with it. So that was the same with calisthenics, climbing, um, what other things? Now running. Now running. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I just like the, the, the extreme, Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I like to just like, can I do it? So I like that test against myself. I like the like putting a question in my own head and then thinking, eh, can you do that? <laughs> and then just trying to work towards that because sometimes it's like, no, you definitely can't do it. <laughs> but I still quite like the the, the the challenge. Yeah. And for me, that makes me feel good. Yeah. For me, that's like I get off a little bit on like on like completing something that I've set myself rather than what someone else might have. Or yeah. It's got to interest me personally. So, what's your challenge at the moment, everyone? Right. Well, my challenge at the moment. So, um, I wanted to do something for charity this year, not, but I wasn't sure what. And I train, um, I train a guy whose husband is um, uh, Ben, and I've forgotten his last name. Anyway, his first name's Ben. Let's Google it I'll so we can out. give him a shout. You keep talking. Uh, he ran 401 marathons in 401 days. <clears throat> and I was reading his book and I was like, fuck, that's like... He went from being like sort of overweight, 
Ben Smith. Ben, Mr. Ben Smith. That's not a generic name. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Ben. Not that I've ever met you. Um, he went from being sort of like an overweight, depressive type person who seemed generally pretty unhealthy to this doing something like ridiculous, like running 401 marathons consecutively for 401 days. I thought, fuck me, if you can do that, I can do something much less extreme, which is still relatively tough. So I thought, because it's Christmas, I thought I I could do something in like relative to the Advent month. So I thought I'm I'm not, I didn't consider myself particularly a very good runner and it's not something I particularly enjoy so i figured why don't i run a month um why don't i run a mile for the equivalent of the advent calendar day so starting with the first of december being one mile second december being two miles three miles four miles five miles on consecutive days and then it totals i was going to do christmas day but then i thought um Fuck that. I thought, yeah, but then I thought, fuck that. I have a daughter. Um, and my partner wasn't very happy with that idea. <laughs> so it turns out it's going to be 300 days in, 300 miles in 24 days, um, which is pretty good, I think. Makes it a nice round total. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds a lot nicer than it feels. Um, so it is, what day is it now? It's the 8th. It's the ninth. It's the ninth. <laughs> yeah. That's how tired I am. Uh, yeah, so we've got nine miles later. How are you feeling so far? I'm all right. It's just, um, I'll tell you one thing actually that's quite interesting is this is giving me quite bad anxiety. Is it? Yeah, which isn't something I felt for like a really long time, not even fighting. And I think it's the, oh, because it's, so, it's for charity, um, I really want to be able to do it. Or I'll feel like shit. So I think I'm t- I keep telling myself, get to the halfway point, and then and then, then it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Which in theory isn't quite true, but I think what I'm gonna have to do is like take a couple of weeks off work to complete it. <laughs> but so be it, it's for charity, isn't it? What have you um, set any rules for yourself? Can you do like can so, you split the runs up? Yeah. So I haven't set any rules yet, but what I want to try and do is not walk not stop and run the miles consecutively that if I can do that then I'll be pretty happy with myself failing that um still not walk but split the miles across the day yeah like maybe in two two separate runs um failing that doing that and having to stop and walk basically (laughs) (laughs) either way I'm going to do it what um What's the furthest you've run before this? Well, eight and a half miles. So today, <laughs> oh, PB. <laughs> today will be my first of many PBs this month. Just unlocking like all the challenges. That's it. Well, that's yeah. I think car- cardio-wise, is that's not the issue because I'm going to eat enough. I'm going to probably get enough sleep. Hopefully, as long as Alabama lets me. Um, it would just be whether my body can cope. With the with the mileage, and so far so good. To be fair, so far I feel fine. I'm just a bit tired. Just sort of yeah. whether your ankles, shins, and knees hold out. Yeah, <laughs> I think they will. They're pretty tough. Yeah, I've kicked a lot of people. I've kicked in the head. a yeah. lot of people and a lot of heavy things. <laughs> and I reckon that has made my bone density relatively dense. Yeah, yeah. That's my theory. Yeah. And normally my science is gospel. <laughs> So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, are you doing the runs? Do you want company on your runs? I would love company on my runs. Uh, I'm not going to try and match anyone's pace, though, so don't even bother with trying to test me. Um, the so challenge... No running with Tom Morales. Yeah, to be fair, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad, that pace. That was a... Uh, I mean, I couldn't hold that pace for... Any more now? Any of the more, any more, many more of the days now? I'm running like I think about ten, is it ten minute miles? I have no idea um, what that means. Yeah, I think I'm running ten minute miles. What's that? I, I literally don't know. So like yeah, six, which is six like, minute kilometer probably. Which is like it's just it's pretty no. slow. It's it's it's. No, I don't know. It's pretty slow. Mm. Well, it isn't. It isn't slow. It's slow if you like. Some runners are probably. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> Ten minutes, mild peasant. Um, I, I think that's about. I think that's about a four-hour marathon. So it's not like. Yeah, but I think that will slow. I imagine that's really going to slow. Mm. Yeah, I think that's going to slow. It, it's definitely going to slow down. Um, but um, yeah, it's just. I'm enjoying it. It's giving me. It's it's a good challenge. And the, the good, the, so like I said, the negatives are it's giving me anxiety, and I think is that while you're running or no, right. I feel nice when I'm running. Yeah, it's the um, it's the thought of how many more runs I have to do, and the fact that I have to do it. Yeah. I feel like I have to do it. Um, that's I think what's giving me anxiety. But I think I'm going to get to a certain point where I've done so many days consecutively that. That will pass. Yeah, probably just kind of normalise yeah. a little bit. It's weird. It? It's good. It's like, again, I'm like a, like a bit weird in that sense that it's like I treat that as training. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do um, you half mentioned last week uh, doing an Ironman next year? Yeah. So, again, that's, that's like, like <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I like the idea of it. Again, it's like the challenge. And I've got like, I've never really been into the whole endurance thing but all of a sudden i just seem to be quite enjoying it what um what part of the iron man oh just because it's called iron man yeah yeah. Yeah, (laughs) literally that's all just to be able to say and uh, one of the big reasons i'm doing this run is just to be able to say like oh i ran 300 miles once in 24 days (laughs) that's quite cool just to be able to say it I quite okay. like that. I like the cool factor. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Oh, it's for charity. It's not not because I wanted to be cool or anything. <laughs> Why did you bring it up then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one I've never met yeah. before. Why are you carrying a sign saying it? <laughs> Why have you got it written on tattooed on your arm? <laughs> Definitely the Iron Man tattoo. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I asked Tom if he'd do it with me, and he said yes, actually. Did yeah. Didn't I don't you? remember that. No, you actually. definitely said yes. Yeah. You were like, you. will you do it with me? I'll do it with you. Yes. For sure. Well, I'd like to do I'd it, do it yeah. in a different country as well. Yeah, well, you don't want to do a cold fucking shit when you yeah. <laughs> go somewhere nice. in the harbour yeah. side. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I'd quite like um, to get better at swimming. As I well. would. Need and to I, get better at swimming away. Yeah, and I like yeah. <laughs> it's kind of essential. It's not really an yeah. option. Yeah, so yeah, that is a big option for me. <laughs> I would probably get cramp and die. Mm. Maybe dislocate my shoulder. Um, yeah, so I need to get better at swimming. I think the running side I'll be able to handle after this month. Um, I think it's just like with the with the Iron Man, because I was talking to um Paul. Uh, the other day at Sweatbox is he like because he's probably retired from MMA now and is looking for another challenge. And while it's entirely different, I said something like an Iron Man would probably go- be good as a replacement because it mm. it's almost like demands you have that obsessive like yeah. focus on it the for extreme, a while. Yeah, so yeah, even extreme. while the day itself is it, nothing's going to feel like MMA for him. Yeah, at least on the run up, it's got that obsessive thing. It's almost yeah. like the day itself isn't the hard part; it's the training. For <laughs> it's the um, it's the like clear progression of yeah. like feeling as well so when i first started training for this running thing i ran i don't know like one loop of the harbor and i thought fuck like what the hell have i set myself to do that's, like, that's do about you know that's I mean? four kilometers four just... kilometers yeah <laughs> and then next time it's easier next time it's easier next time it's easier next time it's easier so it's like i think like in my in uh, mma like combat sports, boxing, MMA, Muay Thai, anything like that. Cardio is like a superpower. Yeah. Like the fitter you are, like like the more you're swaying the odds in your favour in terms of, as long as you obviously keep progressing skill-wise yeah. and stuff like that. I think cardio is king in like, in many of these, like those sorts of sports. So if I can be a marathon man without an issue... Do you think you'd be able to train for an Ironman and MMA at the same time? Yeah, but I think potentially, yeah. Yeah. I think depending on, obviously, like... I might have to drop a weight class. Yeah. I yeah. might have well, to go down to featherweight. Also... <laughs> you'd be a monster at a feather, yeah. Right? yeah, I might, might, might just go down a weight class because there wouldn't leave me much time for, like, strength training, really. Yeah. 
because that's normally the first thing I drop off when I need some time. Um, yeah. I think I'd give it a go. It's not. I'm not saying 100% I'd do it. Yeah. I just look quite like the... It does appeal yeah. a bit to me that... Yeah. Been listening. I haven't done anything hard in ages. So. Yeah, I just like doing things that are hard and completing them. It's quite like... I, um, I hate having something that I know I've got to do, though... And feeling like I'm not like I'm not prepared, prepared for it. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. the worst yeah. thing. It's not the anxiety of like the day itself. Yeah, where it's, the, it's like the preparation anxiety. I haven't done it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then don't commit if you. Yeah. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> either either that or just like you know it's the first time you're doing it, so you, like you've got to go in a bit unprepared, or like yeah. you'll know better yeah, the next time, won't you? That's true. Mm. I think you're still better off trying and not completing it than pulling out. Because I think there can be a lot to be said, just like the power of the mind. And I think, like, if you like, you can definitely push yourself a lot harder than what you think you can, even like being totally unprepared for something. Yeah. Um, and then, so, like, the big part of this challenge is going to be that I definitely didn't run enough or haven't run enough to warrant feeling prepared to do 300 miles in 24 days. But if David Goggins can do it, so can I. <laughs> would you be prepared to run with broken feet and shins? And I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will, I will do it on crutches if I have to. Um, oh, can you imagine how sore that like, you'd get massive pecs from doing that, mate? Huge triceps. Triceps. <laughs> Your shoulders would be so fucked, though. Yeah, yeah fuck them. If you run. I, th- I think well, yeah, my, my shoulders only just recovered from when I was on crutches for my ACL. <laughs> wheelchair, wheelchair, wheelchair. Yeah. I get really strong hands. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get um, my mate Crutch to come up and do it with you if you have to end up doing it in a wheelchair? There you go. Maybe he wants to come and do it with me anyway. If you do some wheelchair-friendly routes, I'm yeah. sure it would pop down for port, the port, port way, back and forth. loads faster than you. Well, no, you'd have to match my pace. <laughs> you'd 100% have to match my pace. I'll, um, I'll give him a message. You almost certainly will pop down. Oh, that's sound. Yeah, that'll be excellent. He, um, on another note, like smashed the world record. Yeah, I saw I that. him on the podcast What's a few months ago. What? He's a um, Paralympic rower. Oh, wow. And he beat the indoor 2K world record by like 24 seconds or something. It was a Fair play. Didn't it seven, Tokyo next year. Yeah. 7 minutes 32. 7 32. 7 and um, he's got 2k. He doesn't have any control from top to abs down. He basically throws <laughs> by throwing his head back and then just yanking like shit what? on the road. Is rower. he fucking jacked? His like, <laughs> shoulders and arms are so huge. Sick. That's uh, that's an unbelievable time really. It's it's actually insane like yeah. There's genuinely plenty of so quite how does he how does he push or is it literally just just no, upper body pull? Like, Poles from there, like yeah. his body back. Fuck. Literally got, um, all lats. <laughs> he's got a chair that he's strapped into because if yeah. he leaned too far back or forward because he doesn't have the like core control, yeah. he wouldn't be able to like catch and recover. So he's literally just strapped in there, like leans forward and then just that is basically nuts. does yeah. like, another body row. Seven thirty-two. Must be strong as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. His um his podcast with us was unbelievable. Yeah. His story's like insane. Shit, man. Yeah. yeah, so when you put things in perspective, running mm. a fucking few miles, sorry, I keep swearing, running a few miles a day just for 24 days really actually isn't that hard. No. It's not. Like I suppose especially as you, from this point on, you've never actually run the distance before, no. but you have always, you've done the day before, so you know it's only like... One a mile, yeah. more yeah. like you've, you've already yeah. done it. Like. And like, it's not. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're crazy. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, you're going to get repetitive strain, man. It's like, <laughs> you've been talking been to Californians yeah, about it. all these Californian guys have been coming out and just been like, hey, man, you're going to get plantar fasciitis, man. I'm like, what? No, I'm not. You're going to get stress fractures in your shin, bro. I'm like, Fuck off, man. Go back to California. You know? Yeah. I hate it. There's so many of them around the gym. so annoying. Yeah. I'm just running around the harbour side. Like, just slow down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the marathon man. I can't stop. I can't stop. 
That's the voice I imagine your your old person to have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're annoying. Yeah. Shut up. Just let me try. Oh, what are you doing that for? It's like there's people just saying it's stupid or it's like so much negativity. It's just like part, oh, really? Yeah. Well, yes and no. Most people are like, whoa, that's amazing. But it's like try you know Ali's a good one he's like why would you do that it would be horrible it's like well yeah but like that's part of the pleasure as well you know like I think I think so Ali's I, I sort of I'm stuck some of the things I sort of, Ali's point is that he doesn't get when people say I'm doing it because I want to know if I can because yeah. he's like well you can can't you like his point is that he know you like you can push yourself. No, yeah, well, see, but this is why I really disagree because if you haven't done it, how can you say you can? Yeah, I get what you mean, like, but you also said the same thing earlier. Like, yeah. if you try, you can push yourself so much further than you think. So, so, you, so Ali's point is, theory, if you like really, really want to do it, yeah, in theory, you could, yeah. So, but I think, uh, so, theory, but like, theory you, isn't practice, though. It's not, but like. You probably could, like you know that it won't be the mental side of it that breaks down for you. Well, I don't know. Right. I don't think it will be. <laughs> you know. But you're trying to find out if it is. Okay. Yeah, I think I am. I don't think it would be, and I'd like to know that it wouldn't be. But you don't know, do you? Until you try. Mm. It's like people were saying to me, "Oh, do MMA, do MMA. You'll be sick. You'll be so good. You'll be so good." It's like, well, yeah, will I? I don't know. <laughs> I'd, okay, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, turns out I'm okay. But, that's useful isn't it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know and it's like otherwise it's like ah oh, yeah I could have done that I could have been that uh, you know uh, you know what I mean uh, yeah I could have done that well, but I never did but I could have I think it's like a yeah I, I don't know that's just the way I think it's the yeah. way my, my brain works like that it's, I think unless you've done something hard I, I, something um, hard like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, so I, I do I agree with you, but I see Ali's point. I think he um, he sort of means it when people try and do like they've been on a couple of runs, they sign up to a marathon, and then they run a marathon in six hours. Yeah, and it's like it's so slow. They've injured themselves in the process, and it's <laughs> like, well, you probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, like yeah. of course you can walk through, walk yourself through a marathon. Yeah, like yeah, okay, okay the, yeah, that's a different scenario, isn't it? That's like someone said to me, no, just do it in kilometres. Well, no, because I could definitely do that yeah, yeah, yeah. without training. So why? And then I understand, I wouldn't get the personal satisfaction from doing that. I'd be, I would 100% get personal satisfaction from completing this. So fuck you, Ali. Yep. In advance. <laughs> Ali and Californians. Do and yeah. Californians, you can just... Yeah. That's in America at the moment, actually. Is so he? Yeah. All Americans. Or... He's probably sending them over. <laughs> uh, go go and give some negativity yeah. to this guy. Go and, go, and, go and ruin this guy's vibes by standing on a house and shout abuse at him from behind the bushes and, in your accent. <laughs> Screw you. Um, is there anything you would like to leave our audience with? I think you should probably explain why you're called the burn rod. Oh. So I've got an alter ego. Yeah. So I've got um, a separate personality other than Mr. Bernard Gom um, called the burn rod. And to be fair, he hasn't been out for a long time. So potentially on this half marathon day... (laughs) What's a half marathon? 13 miles? 13, yeah. Yeah. 13.1. Maybe we'll do it halfway through. Maybe on day 12, I'll do it as the burn rod. <laughs> Maybe he'll want to come out and do it with me. Imagine that. 12 miles in Dr. Martin's. <laughs> that might write you off, mate. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no. I'm going to wear more mine. the other people if you're doing it around Lee Woods so they just see you running around with the axe as the burn yeah. off. Uh, yeah, you're so definitely he... getting arrested. <laughs> It's just my alter ego. So I think everyone should um, have an alter ego that they can sort of, um, I guess, get a bit of uh, general day relief 
Cathartic relief. Cathartic, that's a nice word. That's a very nice word. Catharsism. Fartist. Cathartist. <laughs> um, yeah, where you can um, sort of just be a different person for, for a little bit while you put your makeup on, put your kilt on, put your hat on, Dr. Martin's. Everyone's got that. Isn't yeah, it? Nipple, nipple tape. Some, just to cover know? your large areola. Yeah, that actually is just to cover my my modesty. It's my, if I was going to say I was insecure about anything, it would be about my large areola. Oh, sorry for bringing it up. Uh, you, said, you said you were proud of it. I am, right? That's a lie. <laughs> I'm not at all in the slightest um, self-conscious about my nipples. In fact, I'm proud of them. And if anybody wants to give them a suck, I would charge one pound and put it towards a charity. <laughs> If anyone sees you running around, <laughs> if anyone sees me running around with my areola revealed, they are more than welcome to give them a little lick. <laughs> Actually, miss my right one. That's the first time I've ever had this. It's like got chafe, chafe on it. Ah, uh, sucks. But a blister plaster on it. Yeah. Well, I've got this like nipple cream. Someone gave me. I'll try that out later. <laughs> but just lube. Like actually, it's like this. Like, but that not stick. It's like a translucent liquid. It's not labelled with anything. It smells quite salty. <laughs> it's given to me by my coach, Paul Reed. <laughs> he said it was. Did you say to drink it as well? <laughs> well, he said give it a little taste. <laughs> but I don't want to. It smells a bit fishy, also. So I don't know how long it's been in the pot. Um, he just said put it on my nipples and it'll go like a bit crusty and keep them protected. Yeah. Well, there you go, there, coach. Go on, he, you know, he's been right so far. So. Yeah. Yeah, so the burn rod is just um, my alter ego, basically. Quite simple. Excellent. We'll um, give everyone a. Do I review having the alter ego? Uh, not, uh, not an official one. No. It's definitely no. something you should. Consider, yeah, especially as hybrid, you should each have a role within a role, a role within a role, Ooh. yeah, like Inception. Yes, I believe so. <laughs> what do you think Ali's alter ego would be? Wreck-It well, Ralph. I mean, he's he's, al- he's a bit like that anyway. He's already he? the rating king. You could just glam that up a bit. It's <laughs> kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, think, the, everyone thinks on Instagram that he's actually the Rat King. The Rat King. Yeah, the Rat King King. <laughs> so maybe he could just be the Rat King King. And he could just go around like eating cheese and like nipping, so much. biting people's toes. And, you know what I mean? Slithering around. Just big, being the, the big old the rat, rat that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, a big, big old, old rat. rat. He's only getting picked More on like a capybara. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel a bit bad because he's not here to defend himself. But... Oh well, I'm sure he can take the abuse. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like Tom Morgan. Mm. I think, I think, I think we could get Tom really drunk, <laughs> and then he becomes like a bad person. Or actually, he's just a knobhead. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't even know. He'd have to actively start being really mean. <laughs> You'd struggle with that one, actually, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a nightmare, am I? It's been so long. I've forgotten what it's like. To be honest, it's a big reason I stopped drinking. Parents always used to tell me, and then we went to that. We went to one gig with you, and you were just a nightmare. What gig was that? Um... Drum and bass gig in Thecla. Oh, I can't even remember that. Night. <laughs> yeah. You were sick that night, weren't you? Were you sick that night? But you were wasted. Mm, I was quite drunk that night. Yeah. I don't ever remember seeing Tom drunk. I don't know if that just means I'm always drunker than Tom. But... You were quite quiet though. Yeah, that's a, like, I don't like getting that drunk because I literally like I don't yeah. remember it and I go really quiet. And yeah. I, like, yeah. Ah, yeah, and then you disappear from people's stag do's and leave them stranded in Cardiff. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was deliberate. You did buy a lot of vodka. <laughs> yeah, that was deliberate, though. It was your stag. You couldn't, you couldn't come home. That's true. <laughs> at, least, um, at least you didn't decide to cycle <laughs> to purposely be two hours late. Yeah. What you that, was Ali. that was Ali. <laughs> Ali. Ali was so anxious about drinking for my stag. Fairly. 
fairly so, I think. Um, that he decided to cycle so that he would be like two or three hours late for he it. He unfortunately got a puncture in Mega. <laughs> oh, tactical puncture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did ride over a load of thumbtacks that he put down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Right then. I think we're ready to wrap up. Lovely. so. Thank you so much uh, for coming on, mate. Thank you so much for well, coming on, Thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Any any pearls of wisdom you want to leave? Got ten seconds well, to I reckon, leave your uh, What should I do? Just uh, don't donate. Go to justgive.com slash... Is the link in your bio? Run... We'll put the link. Yeah, the run with... I think it's run with the burn rod. But it's... Yeah, the link is on my bio on Instagram. And I've put some stuff on Facebook for it. Um... Yeah, have a little look because I haven't explained what the cause is, but it's worth it. I'll tell you that. Cool. Excellent. Uh, yeah, we'll put links to Bernie's profile and where you can donate in the... Uh, Did you search. say if you raise 2000 you'll do the last one in your pants? I said if I raise 2000 I'll do it in my pants. I'll do it. Yeah? I'm well, a man of my word. <laughs> like 450 quid. Well, I reckon we can. Yeah, yeah, we're that. pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> nearly a quarter of the way there. I'm only eight, nine days in. I've got a couple of fairly wealthy clients, so I reckon I can. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Richard, do it just for pants. I think. Like. Mm. Fuck my pants. <laughs> yeah, you don't like the cold, either, do you? I'll be so cold. Yeah, but I'll be, I should be quite warm. Twenty-four miles of running. Yeah, I don't think you'd be. The... Just be the cha- uh, do you chafe. I do. Oh, yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be the no, worst thing. No, I don't thing. really, actually. No. I've been all right. My butt's been all right. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Cool. Right, well, on that note, we <laughs> shall leave you all. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>